Reggae Uprising podcast family and welcome to another episode. For all of my regulars, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode and to all of my newcomers, this podcast is all about connecting people of the African diaspora through wisdom, overstanding and inspirational stories. Now, the regular format is I have a new guest on every single Wednesday and they share their heritage and their stories. Like I said, any wisdom that they have obtained on their journey. And in between all of this, they pick seven reggae selections which are relevant to their journey and just inspired them along the way. However, this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, so my regular listeners will remember that I did something um, for Black History Month. So we had the Black History Month specials. We also had the um, COVID-19 special, the lockdown special. So we've had a couple different specials throughout the year. So I thought, what better special to end the year on than the Kwanzaa special? So for this week's episode, I'm going to have a very special guest on who's going to talk about the history of Kwanzaa, its origins, the different elements that make up Kwanzaa, what the different days mean, everything and anything to do with Kwanzaa, basically. You can go to daniel.co.uk where you can get all of the podcast episodes, all of those previous videos, uh, my original music videos, you can get everything via daniel.co.uk. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and I hope you have some wonderful celebrations. Before we get into this Kwanzaa special, before I introduce my guest, we're going to hear some of his work that's not even out yet. So we've got an exclusive here at Reggae Uprising podcast and it it's a perfect way to start off this episode. He will tell you the reasons why um, after we've heard these wonderful works of his. So here we go with Genesis Kush, the Kushite Ethiopian.
This week's guest is a journalist, radio presenter, master drummer, poet, teacher, paralegal, mentor, and involved in numerous community interest projects in the UK and in the Gambia. I would like to welcome this week's guest, Genesis Kush. Greetings and welcome. Oh, royal greetings, royal greetings every time, Sister Daniel. Beautiful vibration, inner vibration, yes. Beautiful vibration. Thank you for the invitation. I want to say special greetings in the name of the Almighty, the Almighty Creator of the Saving and the Surf, giving thanks for life, giving thanks to our great righteous ancestors, them who paved the way for us. And it's an honor and a pleasure today upon the podcast. Give thanks, my sister. Well, it was most definitely a pleasure to hear those beautiful works that we just heard. Can you tell us why drumming is so integral to the celebration of Kwanzaa? Oh, Empress, oh, may I tell you, it's the foundation. As a matter of fact, there's nothing good in the African culture where the drum doesn't start first. You know, in every celebration, naming, funeral, weddings, the drums is fundamental. And in particular, the Kwanzaa, the drums is, is the foundation again. As a matter of fact, nothing starts, nothing starts within the celebration without the drums. Yeah, the drum sends out the calling. The drum is the original communication. The drum, as for some who don't realize, it originates from the African land. The drum is what connects us to our ancestors. The drum connects us to our history. The drums carry the spirit of our ancestors. Yeah, the drums is you know it like we said it it, it it comes to rise and awake when you hear the sound of the drums you the spirit wake up the head of it pop up yes the drums come to bring us therefore into self-realization yes the drums is a symbol of a time it's a symbol of a calling a calling calling to the people the spear has now fallen the drums Yes, it comes through a way where it allows us to express. It's a medium. Like how people use different social media. The drums is the original medium through which your people have expressed. The drums is the heartbeat of the nation. The drums come from Irasia. What a beautiful answer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we know that Kwanzaa was created by Dr. Mulana Karenga, and Kwanzaa yes. is derived from the phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits in Swahili. Yes. Can you tell us more about the origins of Kwanzaa and its founder? Well, like you rightly so said, you will rise up our elder, Dr. Malenga Karenga, yes, um, um, powerful elder from, from in the 60s. And again, um, uh, he created Kwanzaa... It, around 1966 as the issue will verify and show and uh, at the time he was also professor and the chairman of the black studies at california state university and um so the whole objective was was you know when dr malenga Kringer was really observing and going through his experience the whole objective was was to find a way to bring african people at the time he's in america so therefore it's african-american so his major concern was to find principles and concepts that will bring African Americans together as a community, and that will, you know, ultimately connect them to their African roots and their African heritage. You know, so you know, the, so, the, so the whole objective behind Kwanzaa was to was to celebrate families, community, culture, and heritage. You know, and you know, and 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 it spread from there. You know, they, they, it's very deep as to more, but fundamentally, in a nutshell, it was all to do with connecting African people to their African roots. And in the averages, you know, um, and like you rightly said, Kwanzaa is a model after the first fruit celebration in Africa because, you know, the history shows us that when we were in Africa ancient times, at the end of the season, our, our elders, our parents, and we'll give thanks, you know, give thanks for the, for the seasons, give thanks for life, give thanks for the harvest, you know. So, if, 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 you know, it's, it's the, obviously we live in a time where we're not maybe in Africa, but we could, but the old objective was, was to draw from those principles Yes, and still acknowledge, you know, the good that we do in these times, the harvest, the fruits and the sacrifice. So, um, so yes, and many of us, even our children, end up becoming symbols of the first fruit, you know. So, yeah, right, so also, like you say, you know, East African nations were not even involved in the slave trade like a lot of we was, 
um, where a lot of Dr. McCrane got looked at because he used the key Swahili language. But that was more because that seemed the most common language on the many parts of Africa, and that was more popular amongst um, Pan-Africans. Well, Kwanzaa, again, um, for those who don't realise, um, the principles and the concept of it, people who are experienced celebrate it every day. Those who are getting used to it and some of the fundamentals of it, it's an annual celebration of life. It's observed for seven days from December the 26th to January the 1st. Yeah, and um, it's, it's um, in honour of, like I said, um, it's, it's black people's time to honour their heroes, their sheroes. Yes, and it's a, it's a week-long celebration. Uh, and people are trying to understand how to celebrate. It's a week-long celebration of libration. Libration is a form of prayers, which everything that starts with the drums. So at most Kwanzaa celebrations, you'll go and you'll find the drums is the first thing you're going to hear. Sending out the message, sending out the calling, and people are just usually after the drums. You have like libation. Libation is like prayers or acknowledgement of the ancestors and inviting the ancestors in to be a part of the gathering, you know. And also, many ways of celebrating it dance, African drums, you've got storytelling, you've got poetry reading. Then you have the last feast, which is usually on the, the, um, um, the December the 31st, the day before the last one. And then, um, and within that, people trying to also understand um, the principles that Dr. McCurringa involved, the candle, you know, the, and, you know, many people may have seen the candle, but some people hear about the Kwanzaa are not too sure how to go about celebrating it. So, you know, you've got the drums and you've got a candle, and the candle, they, like I said, there are, when you, people do get to understand it, there are many key Swahili words used. I'm just going to use the English words in for now so people can understand that then you have a candle holder. This candle holder must be able to hold seven candles, yeah? And that's representing, you know, one of the seven principles on which Kwanzaa is found. Um, so those seven principles together, uh, you know, it's called the Nguza Saba. The Nguza Saba means the seven principles and the seven candles represent um, the Nguza Saba, those seven principles. So you have to have seven candles to go in those seven holders. And it, one candle is lit each day, each day um, to represent the principle of that day. In seven days of the week, the Nguza Saba. So one candle, you should just lit sometime at night time. Some people do it in the daytime or the afternoon doesn't really matter, but one candle is lit each day. So if it's Emoja Day, then Emoja Day is the first candle is the black. And you have a black calendar that's in the center. Then you have three green and you have three red. So the black calendar symbols unity. That's the, the first calendar that's lit on Kwanzaa Day. Usually you get a child also to participate when they're learning how to celebrate Kwanzaa. You choose a child to come up and they'll light the candle and there'll be a little chant, the drums will be playing, and there may be a little chant of Umoja, Umoja, which is the first principle of the day, while that child or that person is lighting the candle. Um, each day, like we say, of Kwanzaa emphasises on a different principle. So, so you know the different saying. candles, you you said the represent, what are the representation of colours? I want to go into the the um, different Ngozu Zabas the different principles for each day in a bit so more detail. But can you tell us what the colours represent first and then we can get on to that? Yes, well, the colours the colors that uh, um, Dr. Marenga has used to symbol is the Pan-African colours, the black, green and the red, which is the black for the people, the green for the earth of Africa and the red for the blood of the people that was shed. So, so this is why, again, those colours have that meaning, but each candle has the same time has a different meaning. And the green means, like we say, for the, the land of Africa, the riches of Africa, the blood of our people, and the black is for the people. But each individual candle has a different meaning. So the black one in the centre, which is the emoja, and, and Which is the, the first emoja, day, right? Which is the first day. Which is yeah, which is the first day. And so the, the black candle will be lit on that day. If you're sitting with your family, the concept of the day, the theme of the day, the discussion of the day, therefore, is unity. So, you know, each person may say, well, you know, you may ask yourself, well, you know, the meaning of unity is that it first starts in the family. So you reason on unity, you may ask each other, well, what have you done today that involves emoja? You see, and you develop a reason because if people, you know, this is all about developing ourselves. And what we do, we get to realize that when you apply these principles every day, it leads to a greater way of developing. So 
the first principle is your mojo. So it's the theme. Everything on that day is based around unity. Everything, you know, that, that theme, that concept. And then you've got the second the second day, which is when uh, it moves, I think it's what, yeah, from the like a green candle uh, for that day, which symbols Kuchijagulia, which is, again, a Kiswahili word, but Kuchijagulia means self-determination. So on the second day of Kwanzaa, the theme and the concept for that day is self-determination. So you could be asking children, asking your friends, asking, well, what have you done today that involves embracing the spirit of self-determination? Because it's all about progressing as a people. It's all about using these spiritual structures to reinstill more love, more harmony, more understanding, more care amongst us. This is where we focus on on these spiritual things. The, the Kwanzaa principles is like spiritual structures to help the people get themselves back in line, you know. And um, so what we're saying is by embracing these spirits every day, it makes a person, makes a community and a nation ultimately a better, better, a better person, a better community. So the second day is Kuchijabunia, the spirit of self-determination. So we ask, you know, what have you done today? Because, again, when we look at the problems of the earth, whatever it is, is either you're part of that problem or you're part of that solution. So these principles helps us also to find out what is our part, what do we contribute to? Do we contribute towards problems or are we contributing towards solutions? So if you're contributing towards unity within the family, then yeah, you know, say yeah, you're contributing towards self-determination, which means doing for self certain things that people need to do for themselves, certain things the individual needs to do for themselves, without somebody telling you what to do. Self-determination. So to embrace these spirits is crucial. Now the third spirit, the third day, you've got Ujima. Ujima. Ujima, that's U-J-I-M-A. Ujima means collective work and responsibility. So when that day comes, the third day, now you know the theme of the day, the concept of the day, the energy of the day is collective work and responsibility. Children in the home doing things collectively, being responsible, having the, you know exercising your rights, knowing that with those rights are attached responsibilities. So it's more discussions and more reasoning of how do people see collect, you know these concepts because everybody may think different. So you know what I mean. So this is why reason on these principles is, is enlightening and healthy for the soul. So collective work and responsibility, everybody may have a different outlook of what that means. So, you know, we exchange views, exchange opinions and, cut, cut, you know, reverse, like I said, and again, the candle, uh, it probably goes to the red candle. Now, the red candle is literally alternates between the green and the green and, and the red as one is lit for each day. Um, but the third candle would be Ujima for the third day. You go on to the fourth day, you've got Ujama. So the one before that was Ujima. The fourth day is Ujama. So Ujama is cooperative economics. Because cooperative economics comes in play when Marcus Garvey, Dr. Malarenga Karenga, tunes into Marcus Garvey. And Marcus Garvey always told us about, you know, I mean, political independence, cultural independence, and economical independence. So the fourth day of Ujama is cooperative economics, which encourages, you know, African people to buy from it from each other, support each other, support each other's businesses, cooperative economics, build businesses together, you know, um, build bridges together, liaise together, cooperative economics, because your economics dictates how much political power you have. You know what I mean? And your culture is the cement that keeps it all together. So cooperative Ujama, the four principle is crucial that we embrace the spirit of Uja. And these, these spirits really, like we say, need to be embraced every day. When you apply them to your everyday life, you know what I mean? It's like you become a born again African. Right? So, so that was Ujama, yeah, cooperative economic. The fifth day, you know, yeah, is Nia. The spirit of Nia, the concept of Nia, the theme of Nia, which is Kiswahili, but it means purpose. Because we all have a purpose. The objective of life is to know yourself and to know your purpose. So again, we come to a day and, you know, it's a, it's a thing you ask instead of telling people, you know what I mean? They, they, you know, you, they'll tell you, you know, um, what you think your purpose is, you know. Um, you know, because again, it's about working collectively to build communities that will restore the greatness to, to African people. So this, 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 this spirit was behind the intention when Dr. Malenga 
lined up these principles, your purpose, your purpose as a people is to work collectively because obviously you have you know, a responsibility as an individual to yourself, but you also have a collective responsibility, yeah? And, and to work collectively to build communities that will restore our people to greatness is one of our sacred and divine purposes. So that's Nia. Now we'll come on to the sixth day, which is Kumba. Kumba, again, Kiswahili word, means creativity. Creativity, again, it becomes the theme of the day. It becomes doing things that are creative, making cakes, cooking together. Again, because in total, you're combining all those, as each day, as the next day comes, you're, you're taking over all those same principles. You know what I mean? So you're carrying over everything. So what, by the time you reach to the day six, you're still dealing with unity, self-determination, work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, all those principles you're applying into your everyday life. Now, just by the things you do with your family. So by the time you get to the sixth day, you've got kumba, which is creativity, you know, you know to find, you know, in, in, in a, even if it's innovative ways, you know I mean, to, to leave the community and our African descendants in a more beautiful and beneficial ways than the community inherited, you know. But it's all about knowing that we are souls, we are spiritual beings. Therefore, you know what I mean, we have an element within us that allows us to create, you know. We've inherited a nation, we've inherited a history, we've inherited a culture. And, you know, we also have a duty, like we say, to, to leave it more beautiful and more beneficial, yes, um, for the next nation to inherit. So it's all about creative, you know, in, in, a, in, in, a, in, in many ways, like this is why many of us are in Africa doing things in Africa, creating parameters in place, schools, clinics, hospitals, universities, you know, uh, in, you know, just to leave the culture and the history in a more beneficial way than how we inherited. So that is cool, but creativity. And then you've got the last day, which is usually the first of the of, 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 of the year in, in the diaspora, which is um, Imani. The seventh day is Imani. Imani means faith. So again, the principles are telling you that in everything you do, you need to have faith. It's telling you everything. And if you're whatever job, these principles are showing you ultimately how they're universal. And that even in your job, your business, your family, you carry these principles with you. And it develops you, yeah, into a, into a level of, of consciousness that you know that the one is at peace with their soul. So Imani is the, is the seventh um, principle, which is faith. And like I said, that faith it depends where people have their faith, because from the African perspective and the African spirituality, the faith is to, to is to know your God, to have faith in your God. It's all about having faith in in your in in your in your family, in your parents in your inheritance, faith in your ancestors, faith in your righteous ancestors, faith in your leaders, you know, and, and others that will lead to the victory of, you know, of Africa being restored to its rightful place. So, again, faith is very important because sometimes we're not always here to bear witness to everything that has happened on the planet Earth. And sometimes you have to have faith, you have to have trust, faith in your parents, faith in your ancestors, faith in, you know, and this is the gift of life because you have a free will and a free mind to choose where you put your faith. And many people put their faith in politicians in the world, but many of us, you know, the quantity of time to redirect and to remind us, remember your God. Remember to have faith in your God, the great God of our ancestors, your family, you know, your mother and your father, things that our parents have taught us that we wasn't here, but we have faith and trust that those were the right things. So faith is crucial in us moving forward and developing as a people. So in total, those seven principles, you put all those seven principles together, and that's what you have, the Ngozo Saba, the seven principles. I'm sure if you weren't, you know, if you weren't too sure about what the seven principles were and, you know, the in-depth description, I'm now you overstand, you must overstand now. Um, and seven is something that runs throughout Kwanzaa. It's a number that that comes up a lot um, within Kwanzaa. For example, the, the, the different symbols that are used yes. within Kwanzaa, there's seven of those. I do want to go into why seven is such a relevant number within Kwanzaa and just it as a spiritual number in just a bit. But for now, I would like to go into the seven symbols of Kwanzaa, what the, the um, Swahili word for them um, and what they represent. 
Right, okay. Yeah, again, and the Kiswahili, well, especially with me, sometimes in the diaspora, our pronunciation may not be too correct because there are ways of, of obviously, you know, um, pronouncing the, the words. But yes, symbols, the symbols of of Kwanzaa. You got the um, the the the, the, the Mazo. No, the Mazo is spelled M A Z A O, and that's the crops. So every so every Kwanzaa. You have a symbol of crops, like like fruit or veg. The crop symbolizes African harvesting. You know, this, um, this is all part of the celebration, right? The fruitfulness, as well as the crops, signify the rewards of productivity and 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 the collective labor that was involved, yeah, for that productivity, yeah. So, so oftentimes, like I said, you come to most points that. People who know the setup, like myself, and at my house, you come, you see the shrine. The first thing you see is fruits, veg, cabbage. There's a symbol of of, of vegetable harvest vegetables around the shrine. Um, um, another one of the symbols, which is crucial, but they're all crucial, is the uh, uh, it's the mat, which is also referred to as the uh, it's, uh, key key cat. You know, my key cat, or you know, like I said, my pronunciation, but it's spelled M K. E K A, yeah. Uh, Kiswahili language means mat. You know what I mean? So it's the mat is actually the foundation. Before anything can go down on the shrine, you've got to have the mat, um, a, a brand new clean mat. That mat symbolizes the foundation of the um, the African diaspora tradition and heritage. So there has to be a mat, um, which, like as it says, symbolizes that solid foundation which you build on. Um, the third, another one of the symbols um, is um, Kinara. The Kinara we mentioned earlier on. Kinara is the candle holder. Um, the candle holder, again, um, symbolizes the African roots. Yeah, And this is why um, within the Kwanzaa, it's imperative that it's a candle holder that has seven um, holders, able to hold seven, seven candles, again, tied in with the, the energies and the, the seven seals and seven senses and etc we can go into that later on but yes um your, your kinara your kinara the candle holder yeah symbolized african rules and it must be one that holds seven candles then you got the uh, mohindi you got the mohindi the mohindi is is corn just like corn on the cob sweet corn yeah and you know you have a uh, um um the corn itself represents children it represents children and the future so I suppose for each for each household that has children, you have one corn on the cob for each, for which represents each child, you know, and and uh, or maybe even children who you hope to have in the future. You may not have no children at the moment, and maybe wish to have two, so you may have two corns um, to represent again um, to, to represent that part of the future. So the Mohindi, which is the corn, um, represents um, children and the future, which belongs to them. Um, you've got um, the 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 mish yes yeah, the mishuma again which is the candles itself the mishuma saba mishuma saba um, pronunciations again the, um, which is the actual candles the best, instead of saying seven candles uh, mishuma uh, saba um, which is yeah I need to get seven candles it's going to be seven candles because seven candles you know what I mean is the represents the ngosa saba the seven principles of Kwanzaa so these candles. Um, embody the value of, of the African in the diaspora. So, yeah, the Nkuzo Samba um, principles of Kwanzaa is why it's crucial, again, for the seven candles. Again, because Africans as Africans as always conveyed using metaphors. A lot of things, you know, metaphors and symbols, again, to convey a scientific reality. We've also got the um, Kikumbi, the Kikumbi, the Kikumbi Cha, um, Kikumbi Cha, which is like, um, that's the unity cup. It's like... Um, so, like on the, on the day, for instance, in, in, on, on the first day of Kwanzaa, if you're sitting around the table with your family or with your friends or whoever you're sitting with on that first day of Kwanzaa, yeah, that unity cup we may have just pure water in it, and everybody will take a sip from that unity cup. It symbolizes the foundation of the family. It also symbolizes the principles of Kwanzaa and the practice of unity. Yeah, Kikumbi Cha. Um, which is the unity kaki kumbicha umoja. Then um, what I think it was oh yeah Zad, uh, Zawadi Zawadi yeah, Zawadi um, again um, 
<coughs> Dr. Malenga and LSM was observing other seasons, and they noticed that um, sometimes people get um, Zawadis. Zawadis is gifts. So another crucial symbol within, you come to uh, um, the African swatch, the African um, shall I say, shrine, and you'll see a lot of gifts around the shrine, maybe for certain children, where the Europeans will have like a Christmas tree. The Kwanzaa would have um, a shrine and presents around. Now, the spirit behind giving away presents wasn't about giving away for presents to people if they were noted. You know, like the LSM used to observe that in different cultures, you can be as, as, you can still be noted and get presents. But these elders were trying to show, you know, the African generation and Ionizer people that the idea of giving their gifts was to, to represent, you know, parental labor and love. And it also symbolizes the commitment to that parents make to their children. But there's also a picture children that to understand is, you know, is when you apply those principles, when you're applying principles to your everyday life, when it comes to the end of the season now and you know, we look at what you've achieved. This is where the Zawadi is coming, the gifts coming. You're giving gifts for your achievements, you know, and for th- and for your discipline and for your hard work, and as well as for you know, parents and showing their symbol, you know, I mean, and, and commitment to you as parents. So Zawadi's gifts are given in an honourable way, you know. So if, if, if children were known in the community to have been of a particular behaviour which was not honourable, they wouldn't be getting gifts. You know, um, the gifts were for those who had achieved and, and exhibited hard work, discipline, and um, upful character. So, see, so those, and then also, like I said, last but not least, you have the um, the bandera. The bandera is um, the flag. If you touched on all of the colours of the flag, the colours of the Kwanzaa flag, um, which is the, like we said, the black, the red, and the green. And uh, again, these colours were originally established as colours of of freedom and colours of unity by the right honourable Marcus Masaya Garvey. So again, Dr. Malinga Kuringa drawing from the LSM. Yes, and the black, as we said earlier, representing the, um, the people of Africa. The red, again, was the blood for the struggle that was endured. And the green, the green is, is for the future and, and the hope, yes, of Africa and the African struggle. So all of these symbols for every day of Kwanzaa, I take it they would be present and, like you said, um, a, a new candle would be lit every single day. Um, so all of these things would be done, like I said, day on a daily basis. Would the gifts also be given on a daily basis or would that just be a one specific day? Yeah, well, see, that, that, again, that can be, that can vary. And sometimes that's left up to each household. You know how, how how they do that because um you could uh, you could be at different gatherings for each day because it's a seven week celebration and it may be you know convenient for one particular household to give the zawadis and the gifts then maybe on the first day you know um, um according to you know um, so some people do it that some people try and, and leave it until the last day um um and and, and the seal of everything by going through all those all those principles right up until you know what I mean. You've started off the year, you've embraced unity, you've embraced culture, you've embraced all those. And now by embracing that, you know what I mean, you've, you've passed school, you've got your A-levels have been good, all your, you know, your GCA levels have been good, or you, you've achieved this or you've achieved that, you know. So after assessing everything rightly at the end, that's like I said, how you did that, in the end you will get the big celebration or the big feast, which is usually like on the 31st of December is when it's usually like, if they can, some people, obviously because of circumstances, um, obviously, some people may have a Kwanzaa today. And I think yesterday somebody was celebrating Kwanzaa, a particular organization, because of the, the changes and the circumstances in life right now. But generally, um, the, the big feast and everything will happen on the 31st of December. And it's usually then you'll have the big feast and the the, the, the gifts and everything going out, ready to start the new year, um, which is um, um, the, the first, the last day of Kwanzaa. Yeah, but like I said, but people obviously have to adjust because it's sometimes it's not every day. Sometimes somebody can be celebrated because living in the diaspora, and that sometimes it's a bit different. Sometimes people can only sometimes people may only be able to afford to maybe celebrate one day because of circumstances in the life and the family, and they may just 
you know, but you've got different parts, you know, when we did Quanta, we used to go to London, because usually you have London, Birmingham, Manchester, so you have, you know, and usually these organisations would kind of coordinate, so they didn't plan, so, you know, Monday, you know, so yeah, PACM is doing something, then the next day, you know, so, well, yes, it could be Alkebelon doing something, the next day, you know, so, well, the Wednesday, yes, the Rasta organisation, so, a lot of the time, because you find out that it's celebrated all over the world, you know, by you know, the diaspora and people all over the world. So sometimes on different days, you know, you do find, so sometimes if you don't feel like doing a particular day in your home, you may decide to go to a community event, uh, you know, and be a part of that. Or nowadays, you know, there may some be going on Zoom, so you, you know, participate in the Zoom ones, and, you know. So, 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 yeah, so, you know, it's not necessarily hard stone that um, gives you anything. But by the time you follow the, the kind of flow, it kind of flows right to look at everything because the Quanza is a time to remember. So you start off by remembering, remembering how the year started, remembering where you come from. There's four R's we say we kind of look at in the Quanza when it comes. It's time to remember. You're at Quanza time now, remember who you are, your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors, where you come from, the journey for you to get this far. Yeah, it's time now for you to also reassess. Now that you remember the journey, the Holocaust, you know, what your parents had to go through, what your grandparents had to go through, and what we're still going through. Yeah, so you've remembered that, but now you need to reassess. You're at the crossroad now, at Kwanzaa time, it's a time to remember it and a time to reassess it of what you're going to do with the situation. What are your plans forward? Looking at the way things are, some of us. We have to understand, be able to appreciate five-year planning or planning for two years' time, where you want to be in five years' time, two years' time, whatever. But it's time to reassess, what, you know, of how we're going to go forward. It's time to commit ourselves to the concepts, those values. We commit ourselves to those concepts and values that allow us to be a better person. This is why we look at the quantum principles, because if we've gone off track, We've got some spiritual structures there. We've got some guidelines in our culture that allows us to get back on track. Yeah. And, you know, and to recommit ourselves to our true cause in life. Remember, reassess, recommit. And when you commit, then you've got to, then you've got reward. For us, this is very because when you remember and you reassess and you commit, it's enough for you to analyze and to ask yourself, well, you know, do I deserve on the pat on the back or not? Because you know what you've done. You know whether you could have done better and you know what you've done. So only you know when it's a time for you to get a reward. So, yeah, it's a crucial time, you know, especially when people are looking at dysfunctional families and the way a lot of us are going through relationships. A lot of these principles, again, are crucial to trying to heal and bridge um, the function by us restoring more kindness, gentleness, and this is what these values are about, learning how to apply them, bringing the family together. So with that said, what, what would you like to touch on? We touched on a little bit earlier on about the relevance of the number seven. Because like I said, there seems to be a lot of sevens running through Kwanzaa. Can you tell us why you think that is? I think seven, for many reasons, is, is connected to Africans have been a spiritual people with number seven from um, from spiritual perspective as well as cultural perspectives, and 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 many of us also, you know, um, for those who deal with it culturally, again, know that the seven is linked to like the seven senses. Some may say we have five, but you have some elders who teach about the seven senses, the spiritual eye, and other senses and other faculties. You have some um, of the elders who teach us about the seven stages of manhood. That there are seven stages you have to go to. You know, this is why they say when you've gone through those seven stages, the same when you when you reach when you've gone through those stages, you reach a stage of becoming like a god or a goddess. Because many of us never used to overstand that until we understand the seven now is like when when many of the disciples in the prophecy and many elders them have made us understand there are seven stages to man, and this is why sometimes many of us don't understand the divinity. That's in man until you reach certain stages, you know. Um, the seven again, like I said, is, is, is linked. Is, is linked to, um, you know, the, the, the two eyes, the two ears, the nostril, and the mouth, which again has been referred to as the seven seals, and through which those come in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you know. Um, so it, 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 it as those, you know, what I mean, those, those symbol and those metaphors 
obviously, you know, it's like many other numbers in creation also have just as much significance. Number eight is a number of infinity. So you still find, you know, you won't find everything necessarily, in, you know, you find a lot of sevens, but you still find other numbers also have a relevant part to play. Number three, another powerful number you, you, you hear about. Um, but these are some of the, you know, the, the, the examples you know, that I've known that, you know, the seven seals, the elders and have told us about the seven seals, which comes through the teaching, which is, you know, your, your two eyes, your two ears, your nose, your mouth, the seven stages of man, not um, the discipline, this, you know, the, the, how to control yourself, how to master yourself, how to master all, you know, all the negative energies and to reach that stage of of, 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 of of Christ. Because Christ wasn't so much a person, it was a title. You know, it was a process, a stage you had to go through, and it was seven stages. You know, so when we are going through and want to understand what is it to be a man, sometimes if we go to the Western definition, we realize that we think we're a man, but when we deal with the real African spirituality, some of us realize that we fall short, you know what I mean, of really what it is to, I mean, but, and, but those those principles are there, and the seven reminds us of that, again, the seven stages, and some of us will go through it, but then there's temptations that we fall to, you know, a lot of us look at his impure majesty, who, again, came in as an example of how to fulfill the seven stages to reach the stage of divinity, you know, and because it's about knowing that, you know, we all have divinity within us. You see what I'm saying? And many of us are looking outside of ourselves for something that's within. So again, this, 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 the seven is vital um, for, the, for for life. You know, it's, it's all metaphors again, which leads, leads to life. So we've talked about the origins of Kwanzaa. We've talked about the creator. We've talked about the seven principles we've talked about the symbols and we did talk about some of the activities that go on yes. throughout kwanzaa and obviously just about the um the relevance of the number seven um yes. so we talked about um when i say the activities you talked earlier about the pouring of libation um raising yes. the names of the ancestors lighting of the mashuma um, can you tell us a bit more of any other activities such as the karamu the harambe and um, what goes on on the first day of January? The last day of Kwanzaa, you find, which is the, um, the first of January, which is always the more is like the um, um, what they call that the, the big highlight again because it brings everything, and this is where the big celebration, you know, the big um, feast um, are more because again the feast is the day before. But now you've got most communities and most groups, especially in the ones that I've gathered, it's really got a lot of organisations now coming together and the ones in the, I used to participate on um, the 1st of January you know, I will have my drummers, my group of drummers and used to, you know, were known as the Ethiopian drummers and we were part of Ethiopian Federation but we worked also like I said with all the other groups and that were doing events throughout the week you know, so Pan-African Congress Organization or Pan-African Revolutionary Party so we used to attend various ones during the week and then the 1st of January if we can everybody comes to that one yeah so the, the whole family comes to that one you have live performances you have singers you've got bands you've got artists you've got um you know female dancers african dancers you know and this is where again where, where we come to that when it starts off in the usual format with drumming and then it starts off with a powerful libation from one of the elders then um blessing the whole six days uh, um giving speeches of encouragement giving speeches of, of insight, words of vision to the listening audience, how to look forward and, and, and for a bright African future. So, you know, you'd have a lot of lot of what I call our scholars there, our scholars and our elders there. I used to love the first of, of you know, the January life because, you know, when you, and you hear the empresses and everybody come up and give in their speech, you know, and it's very important that the generation and the people, we have accessibility to our elders and those who have the wisdom, the wise mind. You know, so the first of January was always a magnificent day. Everybody come back speeches and even the young said you'll have speeches from young people. Young people also coming up, giving their speeches, giving um, poems, utterances, things that they have learned throughout the week, maybe. Poems that they have written, songs that they have written. You know, you've got the, like the grand finale now, which is like the 1st of January, like I said, where everybody comes out now, performances from mothers, performances from fathers, performances from children, our glory be, mother, father and child. 
And again, that was like a great grand finale. And again, you know, um, affirmations. The affirmations are uttered. You know, sacred words are uttered. You know, um, recommitment to the struggle. Words of recommitment are uttered. You know, and the bonding and the chant of Harambe, Harambe, Harambe. That seals off everything beautifully. It is about a people, you know what I mean, pulling together, staying together, uniting together, and pulling together and achieve ev- everything. And, you know, once the LSM usually bless with the vibe, you usually have the drums then sealing off tonight with sound system, music, dancers, and just celebration. Yes, right through the first, sealing up everything, yes, for a brand new dawning. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and wisdom all about, you know, all about Kwanzaa. I'm sure everybody is all schooled up right about now after all of that. Thank you so, so much. Are there any final words that you'd like to leave our listeners with for this Kwanzaa? For this Kwanzaa, I would just want to say, um, just, you know, obviously it's, it's a difficult time for people. You know, that life is for learning. Learning is for life, you know, stay together, stay in love, stay in harmony. Think about these principles as something that you can apply into your everyday life. Some people are able to talk about these things, but we need to know how to apply. I encourage listeners, families, you know, unity, self-determination, you know, the principles and concepts and values that our great ancestors have left us that will take us into eternity. Yeah, you know, so, you know, strive what's good, live good, you know, just like we say, ancestral guidance. And just, you know, try and make those principles become a scientific reality that actually works. We don't really want people just having it as rhetoric and style and fashion and pattern. But, you know, try to learn how to apply, how to apply unity into your life. Start first with your family. Each of these principles starts first with your family. And even before you go to your family, it starts first in yourself. Get unity within yourself. Be at one with yourself. We often hear this cry, emancipate thyself from mental slavery. So you have to start with yourself, emancipate yourself first, unify with yourself first, embrace all these principles first, you know, and then we know we can go forward and do the collective mission that we have to do together. Happy Kwanzaa. Blessed love. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your time and all of your wisdom. I hope everybody has enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful Kwanzaa. And I'm going to leave you with the sounds of one of my original works called Bless My Soul. As always, blessed love. Peace. This is dedicated to, well, you know who you are. Bless my soul